0: New York Magazine Sex Lives is sponsored by Masters of Sex. Watch the provocative third season Sundays at 10, 9 central, only on Showtime.
1: The following podcast contains
0: explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells and with me today are Maureen O'Connor, New York's sex columnist. Hey Maureen. Hey David. And Allison Davis of The Cut. Hey Allison. Hey David. Today we're going to be talking about doing shit in the nude. We're going to be talking about how to flirt on a nude beach. Uh, Maureen provided a great gift to humanity in the form of an etiquette guide published on The Cut. We're also going to be talking to the stars of VH1's Dating Naked. I believe their names are Carrie and Chris. Is that right? Yeah,
2: that's right.
0: (laughs) And as a bonus third segment, um, Allison is going to tell us all about how weird it was to actually go rather than just joke or fantasize about going to Tallywhackers, which I think we've previously called America's First Hooters for Women. Yes. Before we get started, I want to ask you a small favor. Here at Panoply, we're trying to learn more about our podcast listeners, and we want you to tell us about the podcasts you enjoy and how often you listen to them. So we created a survey that takes just a couple minutes to complete. If you fill it out, you'll help Panoply to make great podcasts about the things you love and things you didn't even know you loved. To fill out the survey, just go to panoply.fm slash survey, or you can click the link we've provided in the show notes for this episode. That's panoply.fm slash survey, or click the link in the show notes. Thanks. Now let's get started. All right, on to our first topic, how to flirt on a nude beach. I think the best way to introduce this might actually just be to read the opening to Maureen's fantastic piece. Maureen, do you want to read your first couple lines?
3: The first time Jordan Blum met his fiancée, Felicity Jones, both were naked. But don't get too excited. Before Jordan met Felicity, he met her mother, also naked.
0: So, Maureen, I'm so glad you're here to tell us how to behave in that kind of situation. (laughs) But before we get to that, maybe you should explain a little bit about how you came to research this particular question?
3: <laughs> well, um, The Cut was doing a beach week, a themed week about sort of all sorts of stories and shopping and whatnot surrounding beaches. Um, and they asked, is there anything to do about nude beaches that hasn't been done? And I was like, you know, I always wonder how nudists flirt. Like, what happens if you're going to hit on somebody, but you're already naked. That just seems so crazy. So I called up people who work in several different nudist organizations. Felicity and Jordan are, they're a couple, they're engaged, and they're also the founders of the Young Naturists of America Club, which is for sort of like 20 and 30-something people that either have always been nudist or just want to try some nude activities.
0: You want to explain what naturist means? Because it's kind of a weird word.
3: Yeah, you know, this is fascinating to me. Essentially, the idea of naturism is wanting to be nude and in the world as you were created naturally and natural among the world itself. Um, which is sort of funny because I was like, what if you don't like nature, but you just like being naked? And I don't think there's recourse for those
0: people. It's really a hippie thing, which is like for us urbanites, it means we're sort of like shit out of luck, I guess. So. I
3: guess so. Although they anymore. live in Queens. Felicity basically grew up. Her Every summer they went, um, her family lived on a nu- in a nudist organization in New Jersey. Um, whereas Jordan's family sort of went to various nudist places in the summer. It tends to be really seasonal, especially in, you know, the northern states. Neither of them grew up in houses where they're in um, what they call home nudes, nude homes. They didn't grow up in nude homes. It was just sort of a seasonal. They dropped all their clothes in the summer But what what makes
2: a nude home? Like, I I go home and, like, take off my pants all the time. Is that, like, (laughs) I'm a nude home? Semi-nude? Semi-nude home. (laughs) Well, in fact,
3: they did address this issue. Um, Here, I think we have a little clip of them explaining their sort of personal outlook of how naked they are and how other people do it? We're not really... We're not
4: militant nudies. We're some, not some militant about <laughs> it. <laughs> I would imagine that. Yeah. No, some people are. It's like they go home and they have to take off their clothes or else they go like in, totally insane or something.
5: <laughs> are you guys like that?
4: No. Nah, <laughs> no, no. Nah. That's, it's also, I think, has to do with the fact that we grew up like this. So uh, for us, clothes or not clothes, you know, it's like There was never an epiphany there for us. Mm -hmm. uh, People who get into it later in life, they have this amazing sense of freedom and and of a reawakening that happens to them, which we never, unfortunately, Uh uh, we just grew up like this.
3: I really wanted to know, like, when was the first time you saw each other naked? Were you clothed the first time? Were you not? When was the first, like moment of romance were you naked then or were you not you know because like to me thinking about meeting somebody in the nude like falling in love that way it seemed really specific but the funny thing was that they kept on not remembering and they're like I don't remember if I was naked the first that during that conversation or they're like I remember the time he said this was when I knew I liked him but god were we naked I don't even remember we could have been closed we could have been naked was my mom naked there and it was so weird to me to not remember that but as they pointed out it's the same as asking me, do you remember the pair of jeans you were wearing the second time you met a guy who you fell in love with two years later?
2: But shouldn't you remember, right? <laughs> Maybe you
3: should.
0: But it does raise kind of the bigger question, which is like how being naked changes your social social dynamic. And in particular, what you were trying to write about is how it changes, how you can flirt or like approach someone and try to, Hit on them.
3: Yeah, so this was amazing to me. Across the board, everybody I interviewed said nude society is so much less sexual than textile society, as oh, they hilarious. call it. <laughs> that's what we're called. Textile yeah. society. Textile really society. Like because they pointed out that, like, an aggressive come on, like a pickup line, just it comes across as like impossibly aggressive and pervy and wrong when everybody's already naked.
0: Is that not how you guys feel about aggressive pickup lines in real life? Yeah, yeah,
3: clothes yeah. so or unclothed. I but think it becomes like like a sex crime when you're. <laughs> <laughs> they they said like you know like if a guy were to walk up to a woman on nude beach and be like, "Hey, babe," they're like, the nude vigilantes would just immediately be like, "Get off our beach, you perv." Um, they have okay, a lot of self-policing in their community. But, like,
2: a guy will walk up to you and be like, hey, I like that shirt on you. Yeah. Like, if you're a nudist, can they say, like, I, I like your boobs? Like, is that too Somewhat, aggressive? Somewhat, actually. Or... I think that they, I mean, they just sort of
3: kept on repeating that they're like, it's just the same as your clothes, but it's your body, you know? So, they're like, every, people look, people look up and down. That's what they do. Um and but as you're not they, supposed to
0: look too long, right? You're not That's,
3: supposed to look for too long. Yeah. Just don't look and stare. Although they did point out that the sort of when somebody's newer to nudism, they tend to have a lot more difficulty dealing with where their eyes go. So we can play that clip now.
4: Basically, we tell people, uh, don't gloat. You know, people okay. look. I mean, you're going to if you're at a on the subway, you're looking at people,
2: you know. Mm-hmm.
4: What's the difference between a creep and just a regular person? A creep is going to stare at you. You mm-hmm. know it make you feel very uncomfortable, mhm. A regular person is just gonna look and look away and do whatever you know it's not like don't don't focus on like the crotch area. don't focus on the uh-huh. no, you're do talking- you notice
3: when when people first try nudism, like you're talking about the sort of thirty second moment of sheer panic. Do people have a harder time sort of focusing or not focusing when they're not used to it?
4: yeah I mean they tend to they tend to look down they intend, a lot. or
3: they tend to look
4: at people's face and are afraid to look down yeah. <laughs> they're gonna look at their own toes, or they're gonna basically look really intensely in the other people's eyes because so they're, yeah. they're so afraid to to be perceived as a creep that they're afraid that even like a are they're just uncomfortable they're just uncomfortable themselves and yeah you know, yeah, and they're trying to get used to the. Part, body parts they're not used to seeing. Uh huh. I mean, is that like is that like a faux pas or Is that just sort of funny to you? No. No. Just, I mean, not. I mean, you know, it depends. It depends on the situation. I mean, if it's mm. like a if it's like a Y and A gathering and we have a lot of people, mm. newbies there. Naturally, I'm gonna take the opportunity to push their comfort level a little bit because <laughs> uh, once you do that, they relax. You know, yeah. so if you kind of like poke fun at it in a in a smart way, not putting them down or anything, um, but just show them that people are people. There's nothing nothing to be embarrassed or afraid about. Um, mm-hmm. They to calm down and open up and just relax. So what kind of teasing? Tease how? Ah, uh, that you're gonna that you're gonna have to come to a beach one day, or ask <laughs> somebody who knows me.
0: <laughs> Seems to me like, I, at least, uh, imagine myself walking out onto a nude beach. I would like be so worried about expressing any sexual thought that I would just be like anti-sexualized. It would be impossible for me to even think about hitting on someone because I would be policing my own, not just my own behavior but my own thoughts the whole time. They
3: pointed that out that they're like everybody. You naturally police that. You end up giving people more physical space if you can sense that they're uncomfortable. Um, You automatically don't hug that closely. (laughs) Um, And is
0: that so how do you actually break that down? And if you do want to hit on someone, what is like the proper etiquette?
3: So they said, among other things, um, they said you just say hi, chat with people in a regular way. They pointed out that when people have no Clothing on no sort of elements from the material world, you lose all contacts and they were saying that when people meet in the nude, especially um, in the young Nat- naturists of America club, a lot of people go there like to make friends and meet people, fall in love potentially. He was saying that the way people meet there ends up being very intensely sort of personal and they really talk about their feelings and their ideas because somehow they don't end up placing each other in as much of a social context. Like somebody, the quote that um, a different woman gave me was, you can't tell if somebody's white collar or blue collar if they're not wearing one. The thing as um, that I feel almost silly about is that I did not go to any nude beaches over the course of writing this article. I just called up a bunch of people and interviewed them.
0: Well, the summer is young.
2: Yeah. Well, you The don't. summer is young.
3: I do feel feel like I ought to now that I've spoken to them about it. And I'm really curious to see whether the social dynamic really works, as they say, whether it's as true as Jordan says that I will have my 30 seconds of sheer, utter panic the first time I get naked and then immediately chill out. I'm curious to see if that's true or not.
2: Yeah, I'll have to do a follow up. Yeah. You want to come? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> sure.
0: So we've been talking about uh, how to flirt on a nude beach. And before we move on to our next subject, which we'll be talking to people who have actually just been through a crazy experience of dating not just naked but on television, uh, a quick word from our sponsor. This Sunday on Showtime, the critically acclaimed series Masters of Sex, starring Michael Sheen and Lizzie Kaplan, is back in its provocative third season. It's the swinging 60s, and Masters and Johnson have been thrust into the spotlight with the publication of their controversial study. As their newfound fame and pressures mount, their relationship becomes a twisted and tangled love triangle, putting these unlikely leaders of the sexual revolution in a position that even they might not be able to handle. Masters of Sex, new episode Sundays at 10, 9 central, only on Showtime. Now let's move on to our second topic, dating naked. Allison, I know this show is like a particular favorite of yours. You recapped it last season. So before we bring on Carrie and Chris to talk about the second season, maybe you can tell us a bit about the first season, what you loved about it and what changes they made for season two.
2: The show basically works that they bring people to an island, one man, one woman, like Adam and Eve. Uh, and they are people who are out of luck and love and they really want to have a human connection. So they choose to go on this reality show where they strip down and are constricted to an island for a weekend where they take off all their clothes and date people. So they each get three dates and they're always naked, various like outdoor activities in which you see them bending over naked like um, hiking like or canoeing and like uh atv races and like beach the like sandcastle building things where you really have to like bend over bend over <laughs> <and> like squat <laughs> and dig <laughs> but the the whole idea of the show is that like you are stripping down to your essence so you can really see a person um to find true love it's a you know a radical dating experiment they had a spectrum of people who were like you know, I used to be really insecure about my body, but I've lost a bunch of weight. So, like, here I am, look at my body while I try and date. And then you have people who are, you know, like sex therapist I think there was one guy who was like a, I'm a volunteer sex therapist and he just like loved being naked and touching people um, what does
0: it mean to be a volunteer sex therapist
2: <laughs> he was, didn't have a practice or a license or like a medical degree but he sure loved he's sex he's just like I
0: like talking to people like about talk,
2: their sex yeah, like, I, I think we might be volunteer sex therapists uh, <laughs> too, creepy. <laughs> too creepy too creepy I think uh, dating was complicated enough so I was excited to see how you would add in this, uh, like, other layer of mm-hmm. boners and, like, breasts <laughs> in your face and butts and, and you know, all right there. And what huggle. happened the first season? Uh, one person got, a couple got married. There was the follow-up later last summer, uh, getting married naked or, like, naked married or something. Were all think. the
0: guests at that wedding They used? were all
2: nude, yeah. Everyone came and stripped down yet again. Um, so it was a success. People really, you know, found naked Love. What did you
3: did you learn anything in particular from watching people date naked?
2: I think like after a while, if you see if you're staring at someone naked all day, it just ceases to be interesting. Like you're really excited by boobs at first, but then after eight hours of being around somebody in the nude, you're just like, eh,
3: <laughs> but yeah, maybe for, for the audience you should explain the level of nudity that oh, you, right. the viewer, witness. That's a good
2: point. There are blurs. So you know people are naked, um, but there are artful blurs over all genitals and nipples nipples and not the butt butt right no not the butt unless they bend over and then it's a blur right because then you're
0: seeing seeing the other side
2: yeah exactly
0: so the two folks we're going to be talking to to today are carrie and chris and they're actually these two stars of the show the ones who are destined to within the 10-week cycle of the show end up married and you know surrounded by a Mm -hmm. nude nude friends yeah
2: (laughs) nude wedding party hello christopher Carrie, what's up, girl?
0: <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for coming on. Our
1: right. pleasure. Yeah, no, no worries.
2: Chris and Carrie, I just like, for starters, want to know why did you guys decide to get naked on national television to find <laughs> love? <laughs> Because I couldn't think of anything
5: else that people would want to watch me do on television.
0: <laughs> That's an admirably honest answer. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it wasn't an easy decision.
1: I wasn't. You know, I didn't jump into it. The opportunity yeah. kind of presents itself, and you start to think, you know, what life is short. Why not? What a cool, unique opportunity. Let's. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, you, I, definitely, guys, I, I definitely have a lot of support from
3: my family, too. So, yeah. <laughs> how how did you guys come upon this opportunity?
5: Well, I, I myself got a... stumbled upon it at the bottom of a bottle of wine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more.
5: So honest. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was hanging out with some girlfriends, drinking some wine, and thought it would be fun to apply for a dating show. And um, it wasn't that show, but a couple of days later, someone called me, and they're like, well not quite the same show but how do you feel about this and i was like that is in no way the same show
1: <laughs> <laughs> chris so, what about I, you i actually just moved to san diego and i got a random phone call asking me to come up and visit la for the interview and i didn't i kind of pushed it off didn't believe it and um they were persistent and i went up and i walked through the whole process before they really told me what the show was and so then you... uh, once i found out what the scope of it all was it took me a minute to digest it and um that's when I decided just go for it.
2: But I don't understand. How, do you, how are you just like, I'm not on a call list where somebody randomly asks me to come <laughs> on like a dating show. How do you get on that list?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even believe them. I didn't even believe them. They called me a few times.
3: So what is the decision-making process when you're thinking, okay, I'd be down to be in like a dating show as Carrie was. And then they say, and you have to be naked. Like, did you hesitate? How did that decision-making process happen?
5: I definitely Um, said no more than I said yes. Um, But eventually it just kind of came to the point where you're like, if I don't say yes, someone else is going to. And I'm going to watch the show and I'm going to be thinking, damn it, that should have been me.
1: I was very hesitant. I was more leaning towards no in the beginning. And I bounced it off, you know, a couple people that I'm very close with. And, uh, you know, one being my my pops. (laughs) And he said, you know what, you're only young once. You know, go for it! What a cool opportunity.
2: I don't. I like. Don't think my dad would say the same thing. But <laughs> I want to know how you guys prepped for being naked on television for ten weeks. It's like a real anxiety-inducing.
1: I personally went on a cheeseburger and Budweiser binge ah, to prep my yeah. body <laughs> mentally okay. and physically for, for the show.
2: <laughs> Good tactic.
0: <laughs> and Carrie?
5: I was extremely fortunate I had been training for a half marathon for the last couple months and um, that's the biggest physical feat I've ever accomplished. so I kind of felt like if I don't love my body right now, I'm never going to so
0: and when you walked on set, did you like immediately have to drop your clothes? <laughs> How did that work?
5: Yeah, it was pretty quickly after we walked on set that we were dropping our our clothes and <laughs> and we had no idea we were meeting each other either so we're just like you're standing there in front of this person you've never met. You didn't even know you were going to be meeting them, and it's like, oh, shit, I have to be naked
0: with you. <laughs> so what were your first impressions?
1: I can't even explain the thoughts. You're in public, you're naked, and there's a gorgeous girl that you're supposed to be witty and charming next to. And it's like, poof, too much, to, too much, lights out, black out. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the appeal
5: of the show is it's so comical. You know, the nakedness really isn't... It's not entirely sexualized. And I'm not so naive to think there's nothing sexual about going naked on a date. But it's more about the comedy aspect when you're on the date. And, you know, going pogo sticking or going tubing or playing Ouch. basketball. Like, there's issues that come with that when you're naked.
3: <laughs> Wait, hold up. There's a the, the pogo concept, stick episode the coming up. Of the show, I love the show.
1: <laughs> it was lighthearted. You know, it is very lighthearted. It's done in good humor when you're bas- <laughs> shooting basketballs around or photo sticking, it's, it's going to be entertaining.
3: What embarrassed you most? Or what was the most like, oh, God, I don't know if I can make it?
1: You know, I, I got dragged around on an inner tube at about 45 miles an hour naked. It's just sounds so, dangerous. I mean, that, that was painful. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> I mean, you know, doing yoga, I was, It was there's a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of guys are uncomfortable doing with clothes on. <laughs> Never mind, you know, you strip them totally naked and make them bend in all sorts of awkward positions. Yes. It's a little, bit, yeah, a little the, bit uncomfortable. The
2: naked yoga was always, like, my least favorite part for for you guys. Like, Carrie, on your <laughs> on your first date, non-Chris date, when the <sighs> guy made you do yoga in the sand. Norman. Naked Norman. Norman I was like, yeah. Norman.
0: But the sand is almost the worst part here's, of that yes. than the nudity. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like,
2: yeah, way worse. Here's my problem with it, is, like... <laughs>
5: You know, I'm not the only one that's naked here. He is, too. What are we doing sitting in the sand with our legs spread? What, <laughs> like, you don't have a standing yoga pose? I know there's standing yoga poses. Like, <laughs> Warrior One, come on, dude. Let's, let's think about this.
2: Just seemed really cool. So I want to know, like, the I guess as nitty and gritty as you can get about dating while naked. Like, how awkward was it really to be presented with somebody naked and then have to flirt or, like, not flirt or... <laughs> try and woo them or whatever you know how awkward was that
1: i mean it started out as a brand new experience and you're just getting used to being naked in front of people and i mean i <laughs> you're you're naked number one you're in public you have to speak publicly number two and number three i mean you're on a date with someone that you need to be witty and charming in so it's a you get a lot to juggle really so I mean, it took a little so bit speak. to get used to it and ton kind of intended, get past, get past it all. But then after a while, I mean, you know, you start to realize that everybody here is in the same position that you are. You know, they're just as nervous as you are, and it, it kind of made it easier to grasp and smoother and more fun. I
5: think that the girls had the better end of the deal because really? you know, when we get naked, we're showing off men's favorite parts of our bodies whereas when men are getting naked they're showing off probably the lesser attractive parts of their bodies so we definitely had the upper <laughs> <laughs> Um and I think the women were more comfortable with the nakedness than the men were it was like we didn't even realize we were naked around each other and the guys were just constantly like yo there's dudes there's dudes naked I don't know about that
0: there's, there's dicks around there's dicks. dicks it,
1: was, yeah. so it, was, it was, that was that was the weirdest part of the show
2: if you had a date carry and the guy had a small wiener, but you really liked his personality. Did it seem then larger by the end of the date? How, how did that play into it? I think
5: that works with faces. I don't think that necessarily works with penises. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work that well. But um, I will say that I think chemistry with someone is a little more important than that, for me at least. Um, I think that if you have good chemistry with someone, you can figure anything out, so... Um, And you don't wanna hurt someone's ego too much and you never know. They could be a grower instead of a shower. (laughs)
3: True. Right. (laughs) How about you, Chris? How much did the actual naked body visual affect the way you ended up communicating with somebody or interacting with them?
1: I mean, it's it's important, but I mean I would completely agree with Carrie in the regard that it's just it's about chemistry, you know? I mean you can tell immediately whether you're physically attracted to somebody you know what you can't even describe it the way you feel about somebody and then as you get to know somebody it kind of confirms whether they are they share a lot of the same interest in you so um yeah i mean it really comes out of the chemistry
3: what kind of yeah genital grooming did you undergo before that? Um, Carrie, do you want to answer first? Like, I mean, I just was like...
5: (laughs) um, You know, I had heard... I considered considered getting a wax. I'd heard a lot of horror stories from my girlfriends, and I was like, this is not the time that you want to be experimenting with what you look like. Um, And so... And I knew it wouldn't last. You know, it's a 10-week
1: dating experience. I embraced the Afro look. Ah, you were full Bush. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, under control. Okay. Under control. So, so you're a natural. Basically, all right, you
2: trimmed.
0: And what about all the other people who came on the was, show? No, no,
1: no, no, You keep under control, you know, tight and clean, but not like an infant. Ah, all right.
0: And what about all the other people who came on the show? Was there like a people variety had of... It's, yeah.
1: No, there was unique stuff. There was definitely there was jewelry.
3: Unique I appreciate the moments on the show when you guys, like, explain the things we can't see, when you're like... Tell me about your nipple ring. I'm like, oh, I couldn't see that because it was blurred, right? right? Were you were you directed to like bring those things up, or do people just naturally? Okay, you have to. Yeah, you
5: have to, especially especially if it's a guy that's wearing jewelry. It's like, who has the audacity to show up on a date with that? So let's talk about it.
0: (laughs) You're talking about a cock ring, right?
2: No, you're
5: talking about Norman's cock ring, things of that sort. Yeah, (laughs) it's so funny because all the guys. Consistently say how uncomfortable they are with the other naked dudes in the house, but they talk about it more than the girls (laughs) ever did.
2: Like comparing themselves to each other. Oh my God. God, They just couldn't help it. (laughs) Cannot help it. (laughs) Did either of you find love? You will have to watch the show oh, to find nothing. out. Nothing. You're giving me nothing.
1: <laughs> you're, you're talking
2: to two
0: people that don't the
2: leave their weeks.
1: house without finding love. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good answer, Chris. <laughs> right.
0: Thanks so much for coming on, guys. It was really a blast. Of course, our pleasure. Yeah. Was it me or like were they really thoughtful? <laughs> yeah,
2: Carrie, they're, they're great.
0: Now let's move on to our last segment: Tallywhackers, the sequel. Ooh. This is, believe it or not, the second time we'll be talking about the Texas-based bar Tallywhackers. We did a full segment previewing Allison's trip, and now she's back. I went. So, Allison, uh, what did you learn?
2: So, what I love about the Tallywhackers experience is it's kind of like uh, make your own. Like, you can choose a stakes rareness. You can choose, like, how... Much dick you get, Italian whackers <laughs> like, Really? Yes. Like, so you get servers and they come over and they're in a like a tank top and little like European bathing shorts that are bright red and very tight. Um, but then like they tend to feel out how into it you are, and they'll either like take off their shirts or like bend. They bend over in your face a lot. But if you just want a family dining experience, and they're just like they're good waiters. Fortunately, I was at a table full of really rowdy girls, so like minute to the guy took a shirt off and like was bending over every time I dropped a fork on purpose so you can really just like <laughs> ogle um I will say the shorts are very very tiny and very very uh tight so you see a lot of like like dick outlines and there was wow. one yeah like it's uh it's NC-17 uh um, wow dick print I even if they keep their shirts on that doesn't necessarily sound like a family environment to me. <laughs> you know, but there
3: are,
0: depends on the kind of family. You are, I guess
2: there were a lot of True. like a lot of teenagers there too. That a lot of the the waiters are um, also gay. So there was like a like a much less predatory feeling than like a straight man hitting on a table full of tweens. It seemed like more fun and like. He was like, Safer somehow. Yeah, it, was, it seemed safer for the 11 uh. year olds that were at the table behind us, which, like, Yikes. your parents just drop you off at tallywhackers. What's going on? <laughs> anyway, um, well, what I found was that as the night wore on, we had, we had two servers, um, Cameron and Taylor. And <laughs> I loved them both so much. I initially was super pervy. Like, when they came over to the table and they're like, we'll both be helping you tonight, I was like, ooh, I'm getting double teamed. And they did not respond at all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, you had gone too far.
2: I went too far, too fast. <laughs> and they are just like, can we get you a drink? <laughs> it's like, I'll have the tally tickler. And they're like, that's one of our most popular drinks, ma'am. Please stop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but then by the end of it, like... You were the perv. I was the perk. But you don't understand how quickly, like, the tables turned. Like, I ordered a hot dog, of course. Um, and like, it was it like a pound hot dog. It was a pound hot dog. Pound hot dog. Yeah. And as I'm eating it, like at some point Taylor made a comment about like how much hot dog I could take down. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then it just kept getting more and more intense. So by the end of it, every time they came over, I would like lie down in the booth to avoid having to talk to them. Oh, wow. Um, It it got like just too heated. And then Cameron (laughs) brought over cupcakes that like we got specially. And he was like, they're chocolate and cream filled. Like now you can have a little piece of me inside you. They're called the Cameron cupcakes. And I was like, I can't, Yikes! I can't. Um, and then we—it really ha- is
0: gross when it's disgusting. Not hot. It's not hot. Right? It's it's not gross. hot. It that's got
2: disgusting. like really kind of gross. The food was good though. Like, <laughs> the, um, the food was delightful. Um, and by the end of it, like we were, me and my friends were equally like, like flustered and like turned on and excited and horrified. It was just like too many emotions. <laughs> it's just like so, puberty. I guess <laughs> it's like we were going through puberty all over again. How did they feel about women? You know. So, um, they said, you know, like Cameron and Taylor both said, I work out five to six days a week. Like, I'm super proud of my body. Like, have at. And they were hired on the basis of their bodies. Like, that's, right. they had to wear the shorts in their interview. And uh, no one asked about prior wait- or waitering prior restaurant experience oh really yeah
0: yeah you said the service was did a little mock- lacking the service
2: was actually quite lacking <laughs> a lot of dropped plates a lot uh. of bending over <laughs> well what i've learned is like i really do enjoy um like distant objectification i guess like long distance objectification like i'll go to magic mike and like hoot and holler but up close i get very uncomfortable like, close range is just like too much dong in the face it gets how did, gross. How did your friends
0: feel? Were they also weirded out by it at the end?
2: Um, Liz was ecstatic. <laughs> <She> <laughs> the was whole like, time? Just on a high. I've never seen her so happy. <laughs> and then my friend Jackie was like, I feel, she's like, I. Her way of coping was to get really emotionally attached to Cameron. Um, like, oh, wow. Like, I know. Like, the first rule is, like, don't fall this in love with a This is so stripper. fascinating. It's so interesting, right? So she was asking him, like, where do you live, Cameron? Like, what are your hopes and dreams? And we found out that, like, he had just moved back from Vegas, and he was actually living at his parents' house, and he was very lonely. So she fell in love with him in this, like, I just want to be your mother who also has sex with you kind of a way, and, like... It was something so objectifying. It was more like a... True romance. It was true romance.
3: Wow, this is so funny. The sort of, like, ways you guys cope with being invited <laughs> to show... Intensely objectifies it. You all of a sudden were like, yes, yes. Oh my god, no. Oh my no.
2: god, no. I have to lie down. And Liz then...
3: fully, fully embraced it, and the <laughs> other person was like, I need to for the there to be love for this to right. be this okay. has to
2: be an, an emotional attachment to feel okay Attention. with this. I need to love him. Yeah, we all felt pretty gross when we left, though. It's, like
0: dirty. But you recommend it highly. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, totally go. Guys. Get the fried pickles; they're delightful. <laughs>
0: So we've been talking about Tallywhackers. Thanks so much, Allison, for being our guinea pig.
2: Anytime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and don't forget our survey at panoply.fm survey. Our producer this week is Sam Dingman. Thanks also to Henry Malofsky, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. For Allison Davis and Maureen O'Connor, I'm David Wallace-Wells. We'll talk to you next time, and thanks for listening.